Good morning. You probably never thought that you'd come here on a Sunday morning and have a Methodist pastor stand before you and talk to you. But uh, my name is Denton Lester. Uh, most of you I don't know. Practically 95% of you I don't know. And, and uh, But that's okay. I... Uh, I I know a couple of you, but I don't remember names real well, so bear with me. But uh, uh, we have, I retired from the pastoral ministry at the end of June of this past year and uh, had served a church in western Pennsylvania for 18 years and uh, had been in the ministry for 31 years, but the last church I served was 18 years. And when I retired, we we were offered the opportunity to move here to Texas and be with our daughter Holly and Sean, the Steenies. Most of you know them, so so you can connect us with them. My wife Kathy and I have been here through the heat of the summer, so we know what Texas is like now. But uh, but we're I was humbled when Pastor Lee asked me a while ago if I would preach for him when he was gone uh, to Greece. And, and uh, of course, I said, yeah, sure, I'll do that. Uh, and then I really thought about it and, and thought, why did I do that? I retired. But, uh, but I, can't, I can't help but not do that. You know, it's one of the things that once it's in your spirit and in your soul, you can't, you can't stop the desire to share God's Word. So uh, this morning I want to share with you a little bit from the fourth chapter of Romans Gospel, of Romans, I'm sorry, which is really the Gospel, uh, the first, very first verse of the very first chapter says that Paul says that I bring the good news of Jesus Christ. So that is the fact that Paul presents the Gospel in the book of Romans to the church at Rome. So uh, if I could share with you some verses from verse 13, actually through the end of the chapter, it says, clearly God's promise to give the whole earth to Abraham and his descendants was based not on his obedience to God's law, but on a right relationship with God that comes by faith, a right relationship with God. That comes by faith. If God's promise is only for those who obey the law, then faith is not necessary and the promise is pointless. For the law always brings punishment on those who try to obey it. The only way to avoid breaking the law is to have no law to break. So the promise is received by faith. It's given as a free gift. And we are all certain to receive it, whether or not we live according to the law of Moses, if we have faith like Abraham's. Stop for a few minutes. I, I wanted, That's what kind of what I wanted to talk to you a little bit about was Abraham. He's the illustration of faith in the Old Testament, and Paul uses it here in the estimate in the New Testament. He says that he is he's the father of many nations, and that 
when God told him that he would bless him and that whoever would bless him, that God would bless. And so Abraham had a relationship with God. I, I don't know exactly how that relationship began. It doesn't tell us, except that it says that God called Abraham and Abraham listened to him. And, and I, I don't know if you all can relate to that or not. I, I can relate to that, not that it's, not to say that I'm like Abraham, I don't mean that, but I, I can relate to the fact that God calls, and sometimes you listen and sometimes you don't. And, and when God called Abraham, he called him and said that he wanted him to leave the country, uh, the city and the country where he lived because the, there was idolatry in the country and God wanted to get Abraham out of there because God had a sovereign plan for Abraham and he wanted to get Abraham out of the country. So uh, it doesn't tell us how Abraham heard him or why he listened to him. It doesn't tell us exactly how God called him, except that he did. And as a result of God's calling, it says that Abraham left the land of Ur and traveled to Haran. But it says that he went there with a lot of his family. He took a lot of his family with him, and he went there and lived there for 15 years in Haran. And when his father died, then it says he moved on, that God said, it's time to go. And Abraham listened. It says that at the age of 15, or at the end of the 15 years, he was 75 years old, and and he moved out of Haran, and he just went. He didn't know where he was going. He was just being obedient to God. He was chosen by God to bring a blessing to us. Because the blessing that Abraham brought to us was faith. Because Abraham had a relationship with God, not because he was good, or not because he always listened to God or obeyed God, but because he believed God. We talked about that in Sunday school this morning, a little bit about believing. And, and, and believing, is, believing is, not, is not just believing. Believing is much deeper. And, and the, the fact that Abraham believed God is amazing. God told him, you know, his name was first Abram. And, and, that, and that word Abram meant father of many. And Abraham didn't have any kids. Abraham didn't have any children. He was the father of nobody. And he was also a man who was promised an inheritance of land, and he didn't own any land. And so he was a man who believed God, even though God hadn't done anything for him yet. You know, we kind of all fit into that. We are all people who believe God. 
And in reality, God, God has done things for us, but the promise that God has for us has not been fulfilled yet. And so we believe God, but the promise is yet to be fulfilled. And I always say that everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die to get there, you know. And so that's the promise. The promise is heaven, but we're not really ready to go yet because we kind of like it here. Why Abraham believed God? It's just, you know, it's just, it's mind-boggling. You know, the only thing that we can say about it is, is that it had to be supernatural because there were so many things that could have caused him to disbelieve or to not trust or to, or to, or to be discouraged or to give up. When he left Haran and he went into Canaan, he had a lot of issues. He had a lot of trouble. He had a lot of problems when he got there. But he, he held on to God's promise. He held on. And it was supernatural. Because it doesn't make any sense humanly that he would do what, what he did. I know lots of people have struggles with issues of believing and trusting and holding on. We talked about, I said, we talked about that in Sunday school this morning because we, we have this issue with, with the flesh and with the spirit and, and the fear or the flesh will cause us to not trust or to not believe and the spirit is what holds us fast and on course. Abraham was not a saint. He was not a saint. He did some things. He acted in ways that weren't God-glorifying all the time, but he believed God. He trusted God. God told him that he would be the father of many nations, the father of many. God told him that he would have a son. And at 75 years old, why you would believe somebody that told you you were going to have a son? And your wife is also very elderly. You know, we all know the story about Ishmael, that he was that son that Sari told Abraham, go and, go and take my, my maid. Hagar and have a son to her, and maybe it'll be, uh, maybe it, maybe he'll be in, be the one who would receive the inheritance and and all of that. And we know that that didn't work out because we know that that was not God's plan. That God didn't plan for Abraham to have a hand in it naturally. God's plan was for Isaac, who was the child of the promise supernaturally. And so Ishmael was not to be the son that Isaac or that Abraham would bless. We know that it says, let me read some more. It says, for Abraham is the father of all who believe. That is what the scriptures mean when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. 
This happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. I don't know about you, but after all that time and, and nothing happened, you would start to wonder. It says that Abraham didn't do that, that Abraham... That Abraham, when there was no reason for hope, he kept on hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about 100 years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead. And so was Sarah's womb. So it says that he hoped, and that he hoped against hope. Now, I don't know exactly what that means, hopes against hope, but it, it's apparent that he had great hope, and that the hope, hope is the desire that it might happen, and faith is the confidence that it will happen. And so Abraham had the hope that it would happen, and he also had the faith that it would happen. And because Abraham's faith did not waver, it remained strong. The whole idea is ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, it really is, if you think about it. God said that it was going to be, and it was 25 years and Abraham had been waiting 25 years. And now he's 100 years old. And Sarah's womb is as good as dead. And it, he believed in the God. It says in verse 17, he believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Abraham believed that God could do it. That no matter what the physical circumstances were, no matter what it appeared, no matter how it appeared, Abraham believed that God would do it because God said it. And isn't, isn't that the whole, whole concept is the Word of God? Is, is that not what is foundational to faith is the Word of God? That if, that if we believe the Word of God, it doesn't matter the circumstances that God will come through and that God's promise is sure and certain for us. In Genesis 17, it says, Behold, my covenant is with you, and you will be the father of a multitude of nations, and no longer shall your name be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you the father of a multitude of nations." I will establish my covenant between me and you and your seed after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your seed after you. God gives this marvelous promise to Abraham and he believes it. He trusts in God. 
when you think about that story, and, and I said it, and I apologize, it's not a story. It's an account. When you think about this account, you think about the account of Noah the same way, because Noah was a guy who was building a boat the size of the Queen Mary out in a de desert somewhere. And it's taken him 120 years to build this boat. And he's telling the people that he's building this boat because it's going to rain. And it had never rained. And yet, God told him it was going to rain and that it was going to rain enough that this boat was going to actually float. Now, Noah couldn't make it rain. But Noah could believe God. And because Noah believed God, the Bible tells us that God accounted that to him as righteousness. Justification. It was made right with God. Now, Abraham was in the same situation. Abraham was 100 years old. Sarah was 90 years old. There was no physical way, no natural way that they could have a child at their age. And yet God promised that to Abraham. Abraham was, was impotent. His wife's womb was closed. How could it be? It was spoken by God, and it was. Abraham hoped against hope. He wasn't weak. He wasn't discouraged by his impotency. He wasn't wavering. He glorified God. He lived in full confidence. That is faith. What kind of faith was with that kind of faith he was also like Abraham or like Noah, it was imputed to him as righteousness, and he was made right with God. He was justified. He believed God. He, he, God revealed himself to him by believing enough to do what he said. and God accepted Abraham. Not because he was the father of many nations, but because God made him the father of many nations. Not because he was good, because he wasn't good all the time. Not because he was faithful all the time. But he believed God without wavering. He had full confidence in God's word. So Paul says here, he never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous. It wasn't just for Abraham. It was for us too. To understand Paul's thinking, we understand Abraham. That righteousness can be imputed to us the same way as it was to Abraham. 
God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him, the one who raised Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. He was handed over to die because of our sins, and he was raised to life because to make us right with God. I'm not sure exactly how Abraham and Sarah had a baby, except that the word tells us that they did, and that this child, Isaac, was conceived not normally, I don't think, the way that we do that today. I think because of their age and because of their physical condition that it required God to do it. Our salvation is the same way. It's required. We require God to save us. What kind of faith does it take to be righteous? It says that Abraham was accounted as righteous. And Noah was accounted as righteous. It's a hopeful faith, a humble faith. It's that feeling of unworthiness, of hopelessness. The kind of faith that says, I have nothing to offer. That's the kind of faith Abraham had when he was made righteous. Saving faith is hopeful, humble, strong, confident, submissive, and obedient. We can put our faith in our God because he raised Jesus from the dead. The sacrifice for our sin was paid and satisfied. And we're righteous in Christ. We are. We're righteous in Christ. If we believe. If we believe. If we put our full confidence in God. We can't see it. But we believe it. Because God said it. Because it's God's word. And God's word is sure. God's word is certain. God's word withstands all the tests, all the consequences. God's word is sure. God says that if you put your faith, if you put your faith, if you believe, he says, the one who raised Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. He raised him to life to make us right with God. Would you pray with me? Father, Abraham was a phenomenal person, a man who had faith as an example to all of us, faith that was real, faith that was sure, faith that was certain. Abraham wasn't a righteous man because he was good. Abraham was a sinner, father like us. But because 
He put all of his trust, all of his faith, all of his confidence in your word. You made him righteous. If you put that righteousness upon us, it's only for the same reason that we put our trust and our confidence in you who raised Jesus from the dead, the one who was offered for our sin. Lord, thank you for faith. Thank you for calling us to faith. Thank you for your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen.